Howdy and welcome to the Pancakes and Good Bull podcast. I'm Aiden. And I'm Peyton. We're so glad you're joining us. Whatever you're doing while you're listening, whether that's going on a run, driving, or sitting down with friends and eating some pancakes, we hope you feel at home. We want to invite you into our friendship as we sit down with some good people and talk about Good Bull. Let's get this show on the road. Hello and welcome to Pancakes and Good Bull. This is episode five. And we have the best guest today. Her name is Tammy Ward, um, but I know her more as mom. Um, she is just an awesome person. Um, she is head over the child care at our church um, and just incredible. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna let my mom talk about herself real quick and then we'll go from there. Okay, um, my name is Tammy Ward and I am 41 years old. <laughs> the chair's creaking. Um, me and Aiden's dad, Gary, have been married for 21 years, 22 in November. And we have another son, Jacob, who's 21. And I am the children's minister at New Life Community Church in Palestine, Texas. Yes. Anything you want to say about my mom? I mean, I just met Aiden's mom this weekend. We're here at Studio P in Palestine. And she, from what I know so far, is just like as amazing as Aiden describes her. So, yeah. First question we have for you is waffles or pancakes? Pancakes. Waffles are too crunchy and they hold too much syrup. Mm. It's too sweet. I don't like it. I want to like a little syrup on my pancakes. Mm-hmm. Just like a little bit at a time. Mm-hmm. Nice. Okay, so these are some fun <laughs> get to know you questions. Okay, you ready for this? Ready. All right. If you were a kitchen utensil, which one would you be and why? I have a flat whisk. Mm-hmm. Um, that's Pioneer Woman. So everything in my kitchen just about is Pioneer Woman. Um, so I'd be the flat whisk because you can whisk and you can flip and do all kinds of things with it. Mm. So and just like Aiden's a spatula with like do it all. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. See, it runs with Aiden. Well, that <laughs> that makes sense. Mean. No, the Aiden. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Um, me and Aiden are big Sonic fans. What's I'd, your I'd go-to say Sonic enthusiast. game? What? I'd say we're Sonic enthusiasts. Yes, Sonic Enthusiasts. You need a shirt made that says that. Big app users. We used it yesterday. Mm-hmm. Happy hour anytime. If y'all don't have the app, you get happy hour anytime at Sonic. Sonic should like support you guys. Yeah. I agree. I agree. <laughs> Sonic, if you ever listen to this, we need money and you need advertisement. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, my go-to drink is a vanilla Dr. Pepper. Ooh, that's mm-hmm. But they, you can also get water, but you can add um, cherry, lemon, and lime to it. And it's so good. Huh, I've yeah. never tried that before. It's like a like, dollar thirty-five. Like just water with mm-hmm. syrup in it. Mm-hmm. And fruit. It's like flavored oh. water. Like if you bought flavored water from the store. Okay. Okay. I just. When I would go to Sonic, like, I don't want water. So if you have somebody that doesn't want to have a soft drink, they can get that, and it's still fruity. Mm, That's cool. Okay. If you could talk to one species of animal, 
Which one would you choose to talk to? And I feel like I know the answer, but I'm going to wait until I feel like I might even know the answer. What do you think it is? Is it flamingos? Um, they're like second, but really it's dogs okay. because we have four dogs. Makes sense. And they look at me like they understand what I'm saying. Okay. Um. I talk to them like people. Oh, so yeah. Wait, which one is your favorite dog? Because that's a question Aiden had. Jojo. Uh, She's my sweet girl. <laughs> Aiden, your favorite is. Oh, Buddy, for sure. In case you want a, like a, a mental image of Buddy, Buddy is a blue healer mixed with a German Shepherd. And he is the smartest dog, but he's also super crazy. Jojo is a Boston Terrier and an English Bulldog mix. <laughs> and she's just like this short chunky dog that's super crazy with really english teeth yes really english <laughs> teeth um she looks like austin powers with her teeth um, she's so cute um and then we have two more boston terrier english bulldogs. they're her children which are her children and they're crazy as well everyone calls them the twins because they look so much alike yeah they're they're the same except one has a spot on the left and one has a spot on the right <laughs> that's why they're the twins. There's the rundown of the Ward House dogs. Yeah, that's that's the Ward House dogs. <laughs> they are... We own a pound. That's basically what it is. No. <laughs> but like a nice pound that's like a, like a mansion. Um, <laughs> if you could take an all-expenses-paid vacation anywhere, where would you go and why? Um, Harry Potter World. Oh. Because I love all magical, mythical things. <laughs> And I want a wand, and I want it to tell me I'm going to be in Gryffindor, and I want to do all the things and live my life there. Well, there's two places. I would also want to live in the apartment on New Girl, because Nick Miller is my favorite. Nick Miller. I feel like I'm Jessica Day, and my life is Nick Miller, yes. Gary Ward. Yeah, that's, Nick Miller is Gary Ward. That's my dad. Um... Uh, yeah, no, I think that my mom would be in love with, like, Harry Potter world. Like, it's crazy. Mm -hmm. She, like, like, I think we watch Harry Potter at least once a year. Mm -hmm. At least once. All of them. Usually around Christmas or fall times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. The last place. couple of times, though, I really had to watch it by myself because they were off to school and stuff, mm -hmm. so. Yeah. Had to carry on the tradition. Um, I'll let Peyton take this next question. Okay. What is your favorite thing to do with your family? Uh, my favorite thing is to go on vacation. We actually leave next week and we go to the beach, and that's just a fun family time. And we actually go with friends that are like family, so we all just hang out and relax and have a good time. That's awesome. Build sand couches and all the sand things. Sand couches? Mm hmm. Aiden built a living room I did. like three years I did. ago. Um, I can actually show you a picture of that, but I'd have to find it. So, picture mm -hmm. maybe on the Instagram, maybe not. Okay. Who knows? We'll see. Um, so, Mom, I want you to tell us about your mom and where you grew up and where you were born. I'm glad she's not going to listen to this. So, I was born at Fort Hood, Texas. My dad was in the Army. And... It's really different being born like that because you're not really born in a town. Mm 
it's just really a county and an army base it's like its own city um, I had to get my birth certificate to get my passport and that was a whole big thing so um, but my mom had me the last out of four kids so all of my siblings are a lot older than me um, my mom is gonna be 72 this year and she's pretty OCD they're gonna come and watch our dogs and everything while we're gone so I have to clean my house before she gets here so she doesn't have to clean it too much <laughs> because she'll go behind me and do all the things so um, she's pretty high strung when we were younger but now she's old kind of old ladies you know so she's more calm but she was a bus driver for a really long time where'd you grow up at oh i grew up in dallas texas until i was 12 and then we moved to palestine and i've been here ever since nice. that was funny you heard him <laughs> So now we're just going to talk a little bit about you being a mom. Um, so first of all, what's your favorite part about being a mom? I think my favorite part about being a mom is the phase we're in right now. Um, I don't really like babies. I know that's <laughs> weird. I didn't really want to have kids because okay. I didn't kids and stuff but um I've grown out of that obviously yeah, now you're <laughs> that church. yeah. but um this phase of life it's a little different you parent adult children differently and so you can be friends with them at this point because they're usually past their crazy times and um you can just have fun a lot of the times yeah, but it's also kind of difficult because you can't tell them what to do and make their decisions for them. Right. Yeah. I that hard. <laughs> so your favorite part is now. Like, <laughs> like mm -hmm. this is your favorite part of the week. That's funny. Why? I, wouldn't, I wouldn't have thought that. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, when y'all were little, it really stressed me out because I wanted to keep you safe, and so I didn't want you to do a whole lot of things. And then when you were teenagers, y'all both went crazy. <laughs> and that was really stressful. Um, and then now it's like less stressful on the stress meter. <laughs> so what's something you didn't expect about motherhood before you became a mom? Before becoming a mom? Before becoming a mom. What's something well, you didn't expect? I didn't expect that... a adult a parenting adult children would be um as i don't want to say difficult because it's not it's just very different but another thing is when y'all both left for school the same summer that was really hard for me and i'm pretty independent and different things so i didn't think that it was really going to affect me but it did. I was really depressed for about six months. And then uh, then they started coming home and stuff. And I'm like, when are y'all going? When are y'all going back home? I want to do my life <laughs> and all the things. So. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So what, why did you leave that summer? What What were we doing? What did, it, like, like, what was I doing? What was Jacob doing? Oh, um, Aiden had 
just graduated from high school in 2019 and he had received a summer job at a summer camp in Michigan and so two days after graduation he got on a plane and left for the whole summer first time being away from home like that and then two days before Aiden's graduation his brother Jacob was like I want to go to culinary school that was at the end of May July 7th we dropped him off and he lived in Austin for a little over a year and then he came back home finished his school here and he has graduated from culinary school but there's not really any culinary jobs around here so I mean he's working but you know he's doing yeah. the things you know when I when I was leaving like like literally was like okay like I graduate and Jacob was like okay I'm going to culinary school and it was like, out of nowhere <laughs> yeah and I was like, where did this come from? So then, um, yeah, you can go to the next question. Okay. Um, what is something that being a mother has taught you? I don't want to say patience, but I'm pretty sure that's like the top thing. Because you can't choke out your kids <laughs> when they're doing something crazy. You have to be more patient. And um pretty high strung I'm a lot more mellow than I used to be but um, I just really wasn't allowed around little kids and so when they were little it was just things made me nervous and so um, and then they would fight with each other and it was a whole thing and so I had to learn how to be more patient with them because kids make mistakes and they do things and you can't always blame them for just an accident or whatever. Yeah. So um, so this one this question's not on there, but I want you to tell the story of the night that you found out that I had busted my teeth and like that whole thing. Oh, that was horrible. <laughs> <coughs> Sorry. <coughs> so we had best friends at the time, David and Leah, who were married, and they had two daughters that our sons were friends with. And they have this thing called the party station where you could drop the kids off, let them play on the jumpy mats and the foam pit. It's $5. They'll watch your kids you come back and get them. So we went to go eat dinner, and I get a call from this place on my cell phone and so I answer and they said Aiden had an accident you need to come get him well I thought he fell maybe skinned his knee I walk in he has a styrofoam cup to his mouth he's six years old he just finished kindergarten that day okay he has a cup to his mouth and he's spitting out pieces of teeth so my friend Leah, we got in her car with him. Aiden's dad, Gary, took Jacob home. And we went to the emergency room because we thought he broke his jaw. He didn't. But what happened, there was a foam pit. He was climbing up, up a rope. I wasn't climbing the rope. They were swinging the rope. Well, you, were, you climbed up it. There was an employee. He was swinging it. Aiden's hand slipped and when he fell he hit his chin against the mat from the bottom and the force of the hit broke nine teeth 
And so, two of them were permanent adult molars that he broke. So how it happened was, is I was on the on the swing, right? That they would swing over the foam pit, mm -hmm. and they'd swing it. Cause I remember this, cause this was terrifying. Cause I was this is why I was scared of heights for so long. So then they would swing it, and they're like, "Okay, jump!" And I was like, "Okay, I'm gonna jump!" And I jumped, and so there was a lip that went around the the foam pit. But it had mats. It had mat. Mm -hmm. But I clipped the the edge of the foam mm -hmm. pit on the opposite side of yeah. the foam pit. So that means I was going like. Like, if I would have gone any further, I would have hit the wall. But I hit the foam pit, and I clipped the oh, end of it, and it hit there, and, but shattered the teeth instantly. Yes. So, we took him to the emergency room, and as Aiden likes to say, fun fact, he had never had a prescription medication before this night. He was never sick when he was a baby, never had an ear infection, nothing. And so... They put him on liquid morphine and some antibiotics. And then we had to go to the dentist. And $2,500 later, he's missing some teeth. <laughs> um, and one, during one of the procedures, you know, they give you gas. And he had to dress up to go to the dentist. So he had on a button-down shirt, tiny Wrangler pants, a belt, and boots. And he's sitting there with his hands behind his head, legs crossed, laid out on the chair, and they gave him the gas, and he's looking at me, and he had been on a soft foods liquid diet for two weeks, and he couldn't put his teeth together because it hurt and all that, but he's doing this, my teeth feel like rocks. And I'm like, please stop doing that before you hurt anything else. And later on, we kept the little mask because you had to bring it with the to the dentist when you went. Mm -hmm. And he would go into the bathroom, open the medicine cabinet, and smell it. Because it, it smelled yeah, like bubble gum. It, it didn't smell like, I don't know if it was bubble gum, but I do remember it smelled yeah. really good. And I was like, and eventually I just threw it away. Hey, well, like I put it in that box, that wooden box, and then I don't know what it was. I don't know. Apparently, no. Yeah. Um, so okay. now, uh, what has been the most difficult part of motherhood? When y'all left. Mm -hmm. Yeah, when y'all left home. That totally tore me up. You, when you left the first time, not so much because I knew I was going to see you again in a couple weeks. And you call me almost every day or every other day. So... I knew I would get to talk to you. But Jacob, we dropped him off in Austin, and I barely talked to him. If I wanted to talk to him, I had to call him. He was like, I'm living my life, doing my thing. Yeah. So how's it now this summer, like having them both here? It's very different, yeah. <laughs> um, the grocery bill has increased <laughs> tremendously. You know, we could spend $150 on groceries for two weeks for me and your dad and still have leftover stuff. He, now I'm, I'm, it's about $200 a week or more. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's really nice having them here. Um, they're not, they don't really argue like they used to. So mm -hmm. we're not having That's a, 
separate them and everybody's got their own place so if you want to get away from everybody you can just do yeah this is the first time they've lived together in this house we used to live in a really small two-bedroom house and last summer while they were gone we moved here so it was me and my husband in this big 2100 square foot house and it was just us and our four dogs okay when i came back from camp the first mm-hmm. time that was the weirdest thing because like like when i came back on the weekend um to come wash my laundry or whatever and then like like maybe like get something to drink like you know go do my laundry take a nap whatever i wouldn't know where anything was and i'd be like where's the cups where's the silverware where's yeah. the plates where's the medicine because i have a headache mm-hmm. like i mean i had no clue anything and like for the first like like because i still didn't like feel like i lived here like this was like my home um until like this past like couple months because like when i would come home on like breaks and stuff like i would be i think it was I have asthma, I'm sorry. It was when I got COVID, because I was here for two weeks. I That was when I first like felt like this was like home, but like only this room, right? Because like- Because you're like quarantining. Yeah, so like for the first like couple of days, like I sleeping in this room was so weird. Because I was like, I have a room and it's really big. <laughs> and I don't know what to do with all the space. And you know, a whole bunch of room for extracurricular activities. Mm-hmm. Like stretching, maybe some karate. <laughs> um, but no, it was it was really weird when we moved because like we lived at that other house forever. 15 years. 15 years. Wow. And then you just like come home one day and it's not <laughs> home and all your stuff is moved and you're like, okay. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, now we have some questions for you just about youth ministry. So, um, kind of what led you to working in this position now? Um, so, it's really interesting because, like I said, I didn't really like kids. And so, we have um, like a thing they do at church where they say, we need volunteers and XYZ. And you sign up and you try it out. And if you don't like it, then you try something else. Well, someone I knew was a teacher and he needed like a co-teacher in there. And so I was really like the hype man. I would go in, um, play the games with the kids, um, do the silly songs, all, all the stuff so that they wouldn't feel weird. There's an adult in here doing weird stuff. And I could do that because I'm kind of (laughs) weird. So it started out like that. And then... I was like, oh, well, I kind of like this third through fourth, uh, third through sixth grade age group. So I could probably teach in that class. And then it evolved to summer camp. Well, we're going to go to summer camp. Do you want to help? Sure, I can take off work for a week. It's no big deal. And then they needed help in the youth department. And so I was like, huh? I can do that if I'm working with these little kids. I got teenagers. I could, that's no big deal. Um, and I did that for about four or five years. And some things happened within um, the youth ministry and some different stuff. And I felt like I was being called away from doing that, but still doing children's stuff. So I talked to our pastor. I talked to our pastor's wife. 
and they pretty much affirmed yeah you're we you're really gifted with the the children and so I exited that program and still did the Sunday morning teaching but I felt like I needed to do more like there was something more and about two or three years of praying through it and talking with other people we came up with this idea to have a preteen youth group that meets on Wednesdays when the teenagers are meeting and we started with two kids sisters that are in the youth group now and sometimes it would only be one but we would still teach our lesson and then as the kids heard about it we started doing more fun things and different curriculums it kind of grew into this rise up group that we have now and our pastor's wife uh, Janie Washburn was the children's minister and she said I'm going to give you five years but I want to retire and during this time her and I made a friendship and then she decided talking with her husband our pastor Doug Tammy is really good with these kids and I see her in these different ways and I want to approach her about being my replacement and they had to talk to the board and they thought that was a good idea but that was all before anybody ever came talk to me so a situation happened she needed to take a leave of absence for some things and she said this was at the end of 2018 she said hey can you fill in from September to December um, but I'll be back for Christmas celebration I said sure so I did all the things that she did on January 1st she said we want to make you the children's minister we're gonna give you a year to learn it with me this is my last year and I said okay so we went through 2019 and I took on a little bit more responsibility and a little bit more and then January 1st 2020 I took over as children's minister and I had all these big plans and then COVID and so I had to learn really quick how to do children's ministry virtually and digitally and by the grace of God we made it through and now it's bigger and better than anything that we've ever had before and not to put you know the emphasis that that I did it but God had placed me strategically through all of these steps he set my dominoes and when he was ready he knocked the first one over and they all fell into place that's how I explained it to the kids you know if you listen to God and you do what you're supposed to do he's going to place a domino for each thing and then once you get to the end of that he's going to knock them over and it's all going to fall into place the way that he wants it to be so that leads me to today and on july 1st we go to summer camp so and aiden gets to go with us so that's going to be great yeah um so what is i know you said like you're like head over the children's ministry but what specifically is that like like what what do you like how does that look there's a lot that goes into it that people don't understand so I um, number one I choose all the curriculum that goes on to teach the kids about Jesus and the Bible and different things and so 
I have to look over it and make sure that it aligns with doctrine and and what our church believes. And if it does, then I sign it to her room and I print it, get all the materials together, any crafts. I have a lady that helps me named Angie and she's fantastic. (coughs) Excuse me. And um, she does a lot of the stuff in the background. She doesn't have a full-time job on top of ministry, so she's able to help me. Um, but there's a lot of planning. Um, it's kind of like you've seen those people where they spin all the plates and mm-hmm. they're on the pole. Have you ever seen that? Yes. Yeah. So that's what it's like, and I'm continually spinning the plates because if one falls down it's all going to come up come apart and i say every every week i'm hanging on by thread it's a thin thread like a little silkworm thread but i'm still hanging on Mm -hmm. and then when sunday happens i have one day of rest and i start it all over again but there's a lot of background preparation that goes into effect and then we have church on sundays at 10 but I get there between 8.15 and 8.30 every week because I have to get everything prepared. Mm-hmm. Make sure the rooms have all of their things. Um, make sure all the teachers are going to be there. If somebody's not, I have to find a replacement or be there myself. So I have to be prepared to step in any one of those five rooms that we have. Mm-hmm. Even though I don't really like babies, I'll do it if I have to. If that means that parent gets to go in and worship and learn, I'll do it. I'll sacrifice one hour. What's one hour? Right. I would be doing something else, so yeah. might as well. So, like you were saying, like there's a lot of preparation you go into. So, I don't think people understand like like what she means by that. So, like it's not just Sunday morning that she's there. She um, Tuesdays she goes up to the church. Let me start by saying I have a full-time job aside from ministry, so I work 8 eight to 5 Monday through Friday. Yes. So she does that, and then she'll go up to the church on uh, Tuesday, and she will get everything set up for, like, all of the classrooms for Sunday. And then she does, she goes home uh, on Tuesday night, and then she'll, like, look over her lesson for, um, like, Wednesday, which is, like, the next day. But she does that, like, don't you do it the previous week for the next mm-hmm. one? Yeah, so she's like a week ahead on that one. And then, so she has to email all these people. And, like, it's a lot, like I've seen it. Um, and then she has to like be there Wednesday. And then on Thursday, um, like they go to prayer and like they have like a prayer group where they meet and they pray over things. And then Friday is kind of like a day that she like gets to like relax for a little bit, go get dinner with friends. And then the next day, Saturday, she's got to make sure that she has everything like kind of like tidied up. And if it's not, then she's got to work on it. Um, like here recently, she's been working a whole lot on like camp stuff. So on top of all that, that she normally does, um, like the like the lessons and all that for everyone, she's also having to like budget and figure out like what, how are we getting to camp? Like are we gonna take vans? Who can go? Like who's all paid? Like all these other things. So there's more time that's put into it than just the days that she's at the church. She is constantly having to do that on top of her job that she does. And it's incredible. And it's like something that I see and I'm like, man, I go up to the church with her on these days that she goes and works. Cause I'm like, I'm the intern for the youth 
department, right? And like, I just want to like, like, see how she does it, so that like maybe that I someday if I get to like be a youth pastor somewhere, I can be organized like that. Because she says she's not organized, but with everything she does with the church, it's very organized. Like she has a binder, and it's it's incredible. <laughs> um, so yeah, so that's just something that I wanted to say. Um, and it's months so in February I started thinking about camp that was happening in July when we get back from camp we will have our trunk or treat in October and so I'll start on that um, as well as Christmas so last year we had a family Christmas pancake breakfast so families came and had pancakes and PJs and we decorate our children's hallway in different themes and so we made it look like the Bethlehem stable and we had a cross um, made out of greenery like a Christmas tree and so the kids came and decorated their ornaments and then they were able to go put them down there with their parents and it was a really fantastic thing but um always have to be aware of my schedule because I have to start so many months in advance to make sure things happen that I have volunteers so yesterday we had a pool party that's been planned since January has been on the calendar since January and so I thought it went pretty well next time we'll do the food a little bit different but other than that the kids swam for four hours. Aiden, I'd Aiden prepare a talk. Because even when we do fun things, I try to put a little Jesus in there, you know. So um, I had him prepare a talk and give it. And then the kids got to play some more. And then by the time they were done, they were done. They were ready for bed. Tired. But <laughs> yeah, no, I think that was such a success. Do you remember Broderick history? Broderick. Oh my goodness. We need him on the podcast. He was hilarious. He will for sure do it. So yesterday we're in the car with my mom and we're going to this pool party, right? And so we had Broderick because Broderick's mom couldn't drop him off. And we had my cousin Abby. And they're over here and I'm in the middle in the back seat because I let Peyton sit in the front seat with my mom. And they're over here and they're both having conversations. And then out of nowhere, Broderick comes over and he pats my stomach and he goes, baby boy and I go what he goes you're my baby boy and pats my stomach again I said whoa <laughs> calm down there sir we need to grab <laughs> this is an cool. 11 year old kid yes yes that I've known funny. since he was probably five yeah and he is hilarious mm-hmm. and I love this kid so much um so yeah <laughs> yeah so what is something that the children you work with what have they taught you They are super smart and they ask a lot of questions and it shows me even the ones that haven't been in church for a long time that they absorb like a sponge and so even if you touch on something a little bit there's been a lot of times where they went home and researched or did reading with their parents and then they'll come back and ask questions like the dogs go to heaven mm-hmm. I broke a kid's soul that day that was a horrible day but the questions like that that you don't expect to come from a child this age or you know my grandpa has cancer and 
how will I know him when I get to heaven because he's going to pass away? I mean, it's questions like that. We get deep. And so they've taught me. And I've said this for a long time, but this is a lesson I learned a few years ago. Just because a kid is young doesn't mean that their thoughts and ideas don't matter and their questions don't matter. I always tell them the only question is a stupid question. So if you have a question, ask me. If I don't know, I'll find out. And if I do know, we'll explore it. So they have definitely taught me um, that kids are very intuitive to different things. <laughs> yes, it's always refreshing to see their curiosity. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. now we're going to move into family <laughs> memories. This is your this is your chance. You get to embarrass oh. me in front of everyone. Well, I won't All my be too friends. bad. No, I want you to just like... <laughs> we talked about some yesterday. Oh, yeah, that was oh, yeah. <laughs> um, What are some funny memories you have of me, Aiden, uh, when I was growing up, or in this, you can include Jacob in this because Jacob didn't come here. I mean, you can you can include funny memories about Dad. Doesn't listen to our I don't think he does, but I'm gonna make him listen to some. So, one thing is, since Aiden was a baby, he would be home and he would take a shirt off. Obviously, he hasn't done this this weekend because you've been here. But normally, he walks around with no shirt and one sock mm-hmm. one sock one sock yes <laughs> and but he's done this since he was very small and you could put the sock back on and it would come off because he needed to equalize his temperature with one sock <laughs> on and one sock off so you know how like when you're, laying, when you're laying on your blanket and then you like stick one foot out yeah so like that's what I would do with my socks, mm-hmm. right? So if like this foot's under the blanket, it's not gonna have a sock on. This one is out of the blanket. This legs is still cold, but my foot's not cold, right? Mm-hmm. And so then the whole shirt thing is just kind of like shirts choke me out. So well, I'm not gonna wear a shirt. You've been like that since like three years old. I hate shirts. He would walk around in his little white underwear, no shirt, no shorts, one sock. <laughs> he used to he collected Hot Wheels and would line them up in rows and if you touched one you better let go because he was going to come after you they were mine yeah. mm-hmm. and i think i still have them i think they're still at the old house no they're back there somewhere okay. we washed no, wait, them off yeah they're in a tub okay. or something i'm not sure um <clears throat> oh so one of the things that we've talked about briefly on the podcast is that Jay? Not Jay. Why did I want to call you Jaden? I don't know. <laughs> oh, that is our imaginary kid because Jacob and Aiden. Sometimes we would combine their names, so Jaden is our third son. Yeah, that, yeah. that's not real. I was about to say Jonas brother. Oh, but <laughs> that's funny. No, yeah, he wanted to be Jonas brother at one point. Did you support that dream of his? I, I mean, he biologically could not be a Jonas brother. <laughs> Because he was a ward brother. True. But if he wanted to join the band as a backup singer, <laughs> I mean, go for it. I had a little silver cube, and we were driving down from Kroger's to our old house, and I would let them listen to, like, Disney song or whatever. Maybe this was my silver Toyota. I, I don't remember. Toyota. But we were driving down the road, 
and they were singing some song and he said mom when I grow up I want to be a Jonas brother <laughs> okay that's what you want to do oh, we'll, we'll do uh, it figure it out I guess he did want to be Michael Phelps because he can do the back slap thing that they do because he has a he's very tall and he has a long wingspan you know but he can't swim so <laughs> the kids roasted him they yes. yesterday. Hey, whenever like Broderick found out he's like you can't swim well that's pretty much his dad's fault he threw him off a, a dock or a pier when we went to the lake one time and he got really scared and after that it was like that's not touch. happening Huh? So I can almost stay where I can touch. Yeah. I mean, if he had to, yeah. he'd be okay, but he's not going to get under the water and do all that business. I'm not either. I don't swim well. Yeah. I can do enough to save my own life. So at this old house, someone told me that our cousin graffitied the walls. That is absolutely not true. I mean, like with a map and with writing no. and a lot of other things. So... When they were smaller, our old, what was our bedroom was their bedroom. And Aiden, so him and his brother shared a room. And Aiden took red lipstick and wrote on the closet door, Aiden, okay? And I go in there and I'm like, why did you do that? I didn't do that. Gage did that. Well, Gage hasn't been to our house in two weeks, so I don't even know how that's possible. It wasn't there this morning. He also wrote his name on the vanity with a pair of tweezers, <laughs> like scratched it in. Actually, yeah, it's still there. I didn't know that. And then he took a pencil and drew the entire Peter Pan village on the wall because he was obsessed with Hook and Peter Pan and all that. So, uh, yeah, that's one him. thing. Yeah, uh, my artist skills carried over from then. It did, now. really. Yeah. <laughs> Your woman, Jennifer, what's her name? Lawrence. Jennifer Lawrence. She's um, an old lady. No, she's not. I always talk about it like that. <laughs> always tell him that. Um, yeah, so do you have any other, like, fun memories that you, like, remember fond, oh. like, very vividly? I don't know. What's some that we said yesterday? No, I can't remember. Pepto-Bismol. Oh, he had to have poison control called on him twice. One, because he licked the top of the Ajax and he could open the child safety door under the cabinet. So he got the Ajax and was licking it. (laughs) (laughs) But he he was okay. He didn't ingest enough to hurt him. And then we would keep Pepto-Bismol, the tablet chewables, Mm -hmm. and he got them out of the bathroom and... They were little plastic wrapped, and he opened the whole box and ate them. So I had to call. Did they taste good? I don't remember. (laughs) He was like 18 months old or something like that. Like little bitty. Impressive fine motor skills. He kind of had tummy situations sometimes and couldn't go to the bathroom. So this made it even worse. And he didn't poop for like a couple of days. And when he did, it was pink. But he he ended up being fine. They just told us to watch him. Because really, it would just make him be constipated. How was I born? Oh, that was traumatic. So, his 
his he was supposed to be due on December 29th and his birthday is December 19th so I was having a lot of issues and pain and um, you know when you have a baby their head's supposed to be at the bottom when you get ready bottom is at the top they get you know they're in position and he was kind of over here on the left hand side and the doctor couldn't get him to go into the place that he needed to be he from the whole time y'all guys that's why I had no more children after him because <laughs> it was a lot it was a lot so I've been causing problems since day one let's just no, put it you that just way. have a way and it's always been your way um but anyway so doctor put me in the hospital we're gonna induce you so we can try to um, get him out because I was having a lot of pain and stuff and the umbilical cord was wrapped around his whole body so every time so they induced my labor so we could have him and every time I would have a contraction that umbilical cord would squeeze him but they couldn't get him moved because there wasn't enough cord to get him in position so they had to put an internal monitor to measure his heart rate and he still has a scar but if you've ever seen that it's like a little corkscrew thing that screws into the baby's scalp and it's not fun to look at it's so sad but he um heart rate dipped into the 20s they're like this is very dangerous Mm -hmm. and we had an emergency c-section and he was born at 310 on december 19th 2000 and here he is six foot one yep he was seven pounds seven ounces um 21 and a half inches long yeah so he was pretty long and your brother was seven pounds 11 ounces and 21 and a half inches long you're the both the same height mm-hmm. so i get confused when we were twins people did think they were twins really? a lot they i like to dress them in the same type of outfit mm-hmm. they're only 16 months and five days apart mm-hmm. so um you know they were cute and but they looked totally different from each other even when they were little but people thought they were twins all the right. time mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> and we would have my nephew gauge with us so their stair steps they're right now they're 21 20 and 19 and everybody thought he was my kid because he's blonde hair and blue eyed and his mom has dark hair and brown eyes and so they and then he called us mama sometimes he didn't know because he heard them saying mama so he was like i'm not your mother um, your mom's name is veronica <laughs> i want to ask you what is one of your favorite stories about dad because uh, he says crazy things all the time like a nickel dime do you remember that? He's like, yeah, have you ever had a nickel dime? And he's like, two nickels make a dime. I remember that. And I told him all the time. He is out of control. <laughs> he says I am, but he really is. He's crazy. He is a very quiet person until you get to know him. And then he's everybody's favorite guy. He makes jokes. He laughs at his own jokes. <laughs> but like real hard. He can't smile without laughing because he doesn't know how to fake smile. Everybody says he looks like Vin Diesel, like when he doesn't have facial hair and stuff. Um, 
What else about him? I don't know. And then we'll do Jacob, and then we'll go to the rest of the okay. questions we have. He, uh, don't make him mad. Like, he's one of those quiet types, but if you make him mad, ooh, you better leave. Jacob? No, Dad. Dad. Yeah, no, you're right. What else about Dad? He's my favorite guy. He is. That's why he's dead. That's right. We got married when we were 19 and 20 years old. So we will be married, like I said, 22 years in November. And Aiden was dating another girl. And her parents were like in their 50s. And she couldn't believe that we were barely 40. Yeah. And my kids young, I guess, whatever. <laughs> I wanted to have my kids so I could enjoy my life after they were gone. What's go. the point? Yeah. <laughs> so, and then do you have any favorite, like, any funny stories about Jacob? Jacob. He does not think things through. He is very smart, but he's one of those people that doesn't really have common sense sometimes. Not all the time, but... He just kind of, he just does whatever. Yeah. <laughs> culinary that, school. That's, yeah. that's a great example. Yeah. Like, what? Like the culinary school. Like he was like, okay, I want to go to culinary school. Yeah. Like no motivation to do anything, trying to figure out what he wants to do with his life. And then it's like, I saw an ad for culinary school. He's never cooked us anything. <laughs> And he went, and he was successful. And actually, he does cook good food. It's spicy, so I don't eat it. But everything that he's cooked so far for people, they've loved it. But um, but he's very calm. But when you put them two together, it's like fire and dynamite. They do not mix well it's an explosion every time and i always used to tell them it's only you two so if something happens to me and your dad y'all gotta have each other so you better learn how to get get along with each other we do now yeah it's better they get on each other's nerves i feel like it was just because like we were in each other's space so much well you know you had to do what you had to do we were poor and we lived where we could afford we were young parents we were young. So, do y'all have any good family traditions that y'all like to do? We do. So, we, it's probably holiday, like holiday things, mm-hmm. but we always put our Christmas tree up after Thanksgiving. So, when they were gone that year, I didn't even want to put up a Christmas tree. I think it was up for three days. Mm-hmm. And then I took it down because I was too sad when y'all weren't living at home. And y'all didn't come home for Christmas. But that last... I put it up before y'all came and then took it after. Took mm. it out when y'all went home. Um, but we always do that. And we always make Christmas cookies. Some kind of cookie. Last year we didn't do decorating. But we always do that. Um, and that I have to tell them that they still have to believe in Santa Claus. Or they get socks and underwear only for Christmas. <laughs> Um, and I always try to make their birthdays something special because I never had that when I was growing up. So, um. the best family tradition we have is on Christmas Eve. Oh yeah, we watch the Polar Express mm-hmm. every single time. 
That is the one movie mm -hmm. that we have to watch every Christmas Eve. Yeah, we do our we bed. family Christmas with my husband's family that day. And then once we're done and we're finished with the day, um, we come home get everything ready and we watch the polar express even though they're in their 20s now something that we do but yeah that's nice. that's one yeah. of my favorite ones um and then sunday bird egg oh yeah that's a new one that's my we go to this little restaurant called the bird's egg on sunday and have brunch and it's really great you got to be a part of that one today it was good how were the pancakes they were good yeah miss wanda with her little bun on top of her head. Very sweet. And just the whole family vibe in here. So those people that were there with us, that's our family that we've chosen. And those are all the people that are going on vacation with us. And we're going to have a great time. I think there's 18 of us now at this point. How are we going to fit in We will figure it out. Somebody said they'll sleep on the porch if they have to. I think Dad said that today at lunch. Alright, so we're moving to our last segment. Um, we do this with every one of our guests, um, but we'll do, I'll go first, and then Peyton will go, and then you'll go, and this is what has been making you feel the, what has been making you feel fully alive lately? Um, and so by that question, we just mean like, what, what have you been doing here recently? Um, whether it be the past couple of months, past couple of weeks, past couple of days, that has just like really like put your life, like you feel like you're living it to the fullest. Um, and so for mine, it was Peyton coming down, like, because, um, like, I get bored here sometimes because all my friends are in College Station or they're at home or at camps, and it's just like, <coughs> these things, uh, like, I just kind of get down sometimes. I get sad because I miss my friends, um, and there's been some other stuff going on, but, like, when Peyton came, I was like, I've been so excited for this all week. Like, we've talked every day this week, um, just waiting for her to get here on Friday, and then, yeah. So that's been mine. Um, and she's definitely welcome here anytime. Oh, this is your little <laughs> Palestine home base now. <laughs> yeah, it's been so great being here. It's honestly part of my fully live as well. Um, just like weekend trips this summer, I think, are something that I look forward to. Um, I had to have a lot of like going home for myself. Like last weekend, I brought uh, my friends Gloria and Paige slash my future roommates with me and I just got to show them my life there and we like went fishing and did some fun stuff in Waco and Abbott. We went to a street dance in the West where some live music they like closed off the streets and stuff. So it was so fun. And then just now being here and like seeing Aiden's life here is pretty fun. So yeah, I'm just looking forward to like more weekend trips this summer. Mine really is just spending time with my kids at church. Um, we've had some some fun things happen, and they just love me no matter what. And so they make me think of y'all when y'all were that age, and I think that's why I like it so much. But um, we've been doing a study on Wednesday nights um, since February and we're going through the whole Bible and it's going to take 36 weeks and we do a lesson every week and we don't take a break and so just them you know being a hundred percent in and wanting to stick it out and do it um, and then Broderick told me yesterday he cried last week because he couldn't come to Sunday class because he was at his dad's 
and he doesn't like to miss. And William, um, one day thought he thought he was going to have to miss, and he cried. But then he ended up coming, and he was still crying. And I was like, "Don't cry. If you have to miss, it's okay. I'm not going to hold it against you or anything." But um, just seeing the impact in their life, and it makes me feel. Like, I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. Um, but I'm going to say my dogs because <laughs> they are the most precious things. And I know this sounds crazy, and I'm not one of those crazy people that dresses their dogs up, but Connie <laughs> am now because JoJo has jammies. But they really got me through when y'all moved away. And we have a routine and a whole thing and I try to talk your dad into letting Jojo come with us on vacation and he said no dogs allowed so um but yeah that's probably not the answer y'all were looking for oh, but that's where no I'm at right now answer. Yeah. I love that alright well this has been episode 5 yeah um, we're gonna have to take a little bit of a break this summer um we pause yeah just uh just to like kind of get room to breathe so we can come back and be better than ever. Because um, podcast is a lot of work. People don't know that. But there is a lot of work that goes into this podcast. And this summer is just very busy. This summer is also very busy. But um, we just want to take a little bit of a break to take time to rest. So we don't have to be worrying about this every week. Yeah, um, but we'll be back so soon. Yeah. Um, and so we will be doing things on our Instagram like just to keep up. But like, hey, like this is what's going on with us. Um, what's going on with y'all? Um, so make sure that you go and follow our Instagram, Pancakes and Good Bull. Um, you can also sign up because we are starting to take uh, signups for season two of Pancakes and Good Bull. No, no, this is just a okay. short right. season break. This is our season break. Um, so then we'll come back for season uh, one, part B, and then we'll take <laughs> another short, maybe like three week break so we can get some things planned out for season um, two. For season two. And then we will start reaching out to people being like, hey, we're back in College Station. It's time to get season two out and we'll do that. Um, but yeah, no, this is just our little interme- intermission. Um, so yeah, we love y'all. And we're so glad that y'all listened to us. And yeah, we yeah, will see you when you see ya. <laughs>